Hello everybody and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness. I'm your host Ant and once again you join me here um, in the New Forest in the UK near my home. It's another um, lovely sunny day. Um, it's a little bit breezy so um, do please forgive um, the noise of the wind that blows up occasionally in the background. Anyway, what I want to talk about today in the next instalment of my coronavirus musings, as you can see from the title of this episode, is the implications of um, the re-engineering of society. So what we've seen here in the UK since around about the 23rd or 24th of March is when um, our government placed us uh, into lockdown. Now since then there's been a whole series of uh, measures, guidelines, protocols and rules to do with this horrible thing called um, social distancing. And social distancing, of course, first came into being um, immediately after the lockdown was announced because um, for the few remaining shops that were allowed to open at the time here in the UK, which was just pharmaceutical shops uh, uh, and food shops, really, so just uh, essentials, that was all that was open. So our first experience of social distancing was in the grocery stores, in the supermarkets and the sh- um, the corner shops as well and farmers markets and things like that so you know we were all um, rather bemused at first with the two meter distance in circles or squares on the floor and the um, and the one-way signs on the floor telling us you know which direction we should be walking in now I remember at the time shopping at a store Tesco's here in the UK which is one of the main supermarket uh, stores Um, I remember at the time thinking what disturbed me way back in March when I did my first shop under the draconian social distancing rules was this isn't this isn't going away any day soon and and I thought to myself other people might be thinking this is just for supermarkets but this is just softening softening us up conditioning us for these measures to take place within wider society and all all aspects of social life and now unfortunately that's proven to be the case um yesterday the government announced the next stage of easing of the lockdown i hate these phrases because it's not really a lockdown it's in it's incarceration or imprisonment but they use these schmaltzy words like lockdown you know anyway so the government has announced the next easing of uh, the lockdown which means that from july the 4th pubs can open, restaurants can open, hairdressers um, can open and various other places. In the last few weeks we've had um, non-essential shops like clothes shops have been open, dentists have opened and some schools have opened although in the main they're still closed. You've got the um, children of key workers and vulnerable children who are going to school. Some schools are open but others aren't. It's a really totally confused policy. Anyway, as I say, with this new announcement yesterday from the government, what we also heard was a whole new series of draconian rules and regulations that run aside, that run alongside these openings. And we also had a, a glorious new uh, Orwellian phrase that was used. So the government have announced that the rules stipulate that we need to stick to, um, it's still sticking to two metres, but we can reduce that down to one metre in places where it's possible, although they've now coined the phrase one metre plus. So we've got this you know, lovely new schmaltzy Orwellian phrase, 
one meter plus. But along with this, as with all of this government narcissistic approach to how they're treating us as citizens is, you know, what they give with one hand, they take, they take a plenty with the other. So I'll just give you some few examples of how we're now expected to live uh, in the UK when we go out and socialise with these new rules and protocols, which really are essentially um, a form of uh, intimidation because it feels like, you know, a lot of people are saying it feels like we're all back in school. And, you know, stand here, don't move here, stand in that box, not that one, move forward. You know, you can come forward now, you can enter the store. Anyway, so when the pubs open on the 4th of July, you will no longer be able to order drinks at the bar. You can't congregate at the bar. In order to, in order to order a drink, you have to download a special app. And you, when, you, when you enter the pub or the bar, you will be... Um, directed to a seating area by one of the staff or maybe even one of the social distancing marshals which are all there of course to protect our safety always always about safety so yeah as i say you can't just um uh, act uh, autonomously and say well i want to stand up walk to the bar order some drinks order some food oh no no and also um you also you have to leave your contact details. So whenever you go to a pub or a restaurant from the 4th of July in the UK, on these islands, you have to leave your um, phone and your address uh, because it's said to be part of the contact tracing for the corona pandemic bogeyman virus. Also, you have to queue up outside uh, with restaurants. You have to pre-book before arriving. You can't just say, right, Oh, should we go to a pub? Should we go to a restaurant this evening? No, you have to pre-book. Also, part of the new opening rules as applied to hairdressers, hairdressers can no longer serve their customers cups of tea or coffee. They've been instructed by the government that they can't speak to their customers. And they're also uh, being told by the government that they should, you know, they should only offer basic services. So if you're a woman and you want your hair tinted or highlights or you want extensions, good luck with that one because it won't be available. Also, there's going to be no seating, uh, no seating available within the actual uh, hairdresser itself. So you, again, you have to wait outside and be summoned or beckoned in, which really I have to say I'm finding is quite a humiliating uh, process. Um, also, the other thing, uh, within these uh, pubs, restaurants and hairdressers. Of course, we're going to get the, the ubiquitous um, hand sanitizers everywhere. Uh, pubs and restaurants, um, they're going to have disposable um, cutlery. Oh, that's it. That's nice, isn't it? Disposable cutlery. Oh, and disposable men menus, because apparently uh, we as human beings, you know, we're so utterly contagious. The other thing that I've also heard, I've seen adverts for is um, I like to play golf in the summer months. It's, um, it's something that I like to do. It's a, it's a great sport, uh, especially in the summer months, to get out there. Uh, apparently, you, uh, in a lot of golf courses, you can no longer just turn up. Uh, you have to use a special app to book a round of golf or even just to book a slot for the driving range, which is absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. So what they're doing now in terms of the way in which our behaviour is being monitored, it's like they're creating this constant state of stress because wherever we, we go, we've got to check our behaviour. Oh, am I supposed to stand here? 
Can I move forward? Can I, can I walk into this store? Do I need to check with a security guard before, before I walk in? You know, as I said before at the beginning of this episode, it is really it's a form of intimidation. The other thing that it does, as well as uh, it, it creates this kind of internal conflict or stress, because on the one hand, um, I'm quite a so- sociable person. Perhaps like, like a lot of you guys, I really enjoy the company of people and meeting new people in social situations. Now, whenever I go out and all my fellow UK citizens, now everything that we do, we have to check in with ourselves. So there's this stress. We can't just go out and chat to whoever we want to, stand in a social place in the pub or the bar where we want to. There's areas that are off limits. Uh, I forgot to add earlier when the shops reopened, none of the toilets are opened. A lot of the changing rooms are closed. So the whole experience of going out, being social, kicking back your heels, relaxing, it's no longer the case. It's just going to be, uh, anything we do is just going to be really stress-inducing, you know. And there's going to be no spontaneity about it at all. And the other point I want to make is that um, the kind of, the, the real dark psychological aspect about this, a lot of people more and more, we know all these measures are wrong, we know these measures are coming from a fascistic, tyrannical government. But what can we do to stop it? Because on the one hand, we want to go out and meet our friends. I mean, I'm a single guy. I would like the chance of, you know, meeting new single women. How can I do that? How can I do this under these new guidelines? How can countless of millions of single people in this country go out and meet our fellow singletons anymore? We just can't do it because our behaviour is so regulated. So what happens is there's this, we have this internal disquiet because we know it's wrong and part of us thinks, well, sod it, I'm just going to boycott all public places, I'm not paying, playing along with this, I'm just going to stay at home. But we know that's really detrimental to our emotional and psychological health. I mean, the longer we're not out socialising, you know, exercising our psychological muscles, so to speak, you know, um, conversing with people and sharing our energies with people, we begin to shut down. We, be, we become more and more unhealthy. You know, our energy field shuts down. Our immune system becomes more and more suppressed. So, you know, on the one hand, we want to go out and do all these things. But on the other hand, we know that we're being controlled by the government. You know, and, and part of us wants to boycott it all. And there's this, like, as I say, there's this, this, in this horrible dynamic of an inner conflict where we're damned if we do go out and witness all of this absolute absurdist tyranny and government control and just total overreach when the government is telling you where you can go, who you can visit and what you do whilst you're in these social spaces and, and where you can move within each social space, that is utter, utter tyranny and fascism. I mean, at the end of the day, I always I believe in a very minimal government state interference. They should be there, they should provide, there should be the rule of law, there should be a police force, they should, there should be a rules, laws to protect us in terms of, you know, criminal uh, actions against us. Um, I believe there should be some kind of welfare state for those who can't help, help themselves and so some form of a healthcare service. But beyond that, government involvement in our lives should be extremely minimal. So what, what is happening is really 
is is absolutely disgraceful. And the other thing that has um, saddened me, and I mentioned this in my um, one of my previous coronavirus musings, is is why didn't the business community get together within certain cities or towns or districts or local authorities, and 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 form groups and say we don't agree with these measures because they are destroying our livelihoods, they are destroying our lives, and just agree to open anyway. There's no way that the government and the authorities could have, could have prevented this. But it just seems to me, whenever I've seen the mainstream news, a lot of business owners are following these rules and protocols. And some of them are actually even saying they're scared to open. They're scared for their staff, and they're scared for the health and well-being, you know, of their customers coming in. Now, if they, if they transmit, emit that kind of energy, then people aren't going to come in. They're going to lose customers and their business is going to fold anyway. Now, I think um, you guys probably agree with me that a big aspect of this pandemic, as I've spoken about at length on my coronavirus reasons, is to destroy all your mum and pup, or, or as we call here in the UK, um, small businesses. To destroy them so the only businesses that survive this pandemic are the likes of the big tech the the amazons of this world and the big supermarket giants you know the big corporations of this world they're the only ones that survive but all the middle class businesses which actually are the mainstay they are the total mainstay of the uk economy a lot of them are going to go out of business now i've been doing some research in recent days on what we call here in the UK for all our uh, foreign-based listeners, we have something called tabloid newspapers. Now, tabloid newspapers are daily newspapers that um, are not said to be quality. They deal with sensationalist headlines. In the main, they cover the you know the antics of celebrities, sports stars, movie stars. You know their their latest sexual peccadilloes or marriage failures or when they've been caught with their pants down, or their knickers down, or all the salacious stories surrounding that. But what I've been doing recently is looking at papers like the Daily Mail, and going on to articles about the, the uh, big opening, as it's being called, the grand opening on July the 4th, or Super Sunday, as that idiot Boris Johnson is calling it, Super Sunday, July the 4th, uh, the next uh, easing of the lockdown. And looking at the comments section, it's really interesting because actually I do take heart because a lot of people are saying, I'm not going to the pub. Um, I'm not giving my contact details over to anyone. Why should I have to do that? I'm not queuing outside a pub. I'm not waiting at a table and then having to order on an app and have my drinks served by a barman or a barwoman with a mask on. It's not something I want to do. And I would say, I would say up to about 70 to 80%, those, those were the comments, completely negative, uh, in a good way, <laughs> in that I'm, I'm, not, I'm not pandering to, it, to, to this, this government tyranny. I am not playing along. So you and I know what's going to happen. A lot of these pubs, restaurants, uh, the leisure industry is, is going to collapse in this country. Now, in Britain is basically built on the service sector. Our economy, since the 60s and 70s, has been built on the hospitality industry and, um, you know, pubs, restaurants, hotels. And that all changed from the 60s onwards when uh, 
consecutive governments of both Labour and Conservative deliberately, as was repeated in a lot of Western countries, deliberately destroyed our um, our own economic uh, capacity our, um, to, to, for, to manufacture our own goods and services. So we went over to a completely um, service-based economy. So what that means is millions of people, unfortunately, are likely extra to lose their jobs um, by the end of the year. And it's, 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 it's really, really sad. It is, it's a really, really sad state of affairs. And this latest announcement, as I say, yesterday by the government, there was no, there was no, um, no caveat of when it might be um, reviewed. These measures, you know, for example, with the uh, having to hand over your address and your name uh, in pubs and restaurants. There was no suggestion that it it might be um, reviewed at any stage. So it is it's a, it is a sad state of affairs here in the UK. And as I said on my Facebook. Uh, timeline yesterday I think you know I am thinking of ways maybe to um, thinking where else I can live in, in in the rest of the world because I don't know why it is but it seems that the UK we always seem to get when when these extreme measures uh, are implemented our governments have always we seem to seem to they seem to be implemented more stringently here I mean we are kind of several weeks behind a lot of countries in Europe and a lot of states in the US and in Canada and Australia and New Zealand. But but even bearing that in mind, I've seen images from Paris where all the bars seem back to normal, at least outside, where people are all sitting together and there's all the bonhomie and people are enjoying the company of one another. You know, why why aren't we allowed to do that here in the UK? You know, and it seems like a lot of people are going to have you know, summer here in the UK normally when we have nice weather is, is an enjoyable experience. You know, with the old normal when we could go out and gather and, and, and do things in a social way without all these restrictive rules and, and behaviours that we have to adhere to. And, and of course, going forward, the scary thing is for the younger generation who have no frame of reference, who have no time span, uh, to to refer back to that unfortunately that horrible phrase will become true for them which is the new normal where every aspect of their lives is regulated you know I've had I'm coming up to middle age now 50 I'm 48 I've had a life and I feel so sorry for you know young children and toddlers who are now growing up in this post-pandemic world it's it's, it's, it's really shocking to, to witness and there seems to be so little, um, so little that we can do. Anyway, I think I'll round things up now. Um, I hope you guys are okay. Uh, whatever conditions with regards to incarceration, lockdown or social distancing, I hope you're managing to thrive in spite of those conditions. I hope you're managing to, you know, as Joseph Campbell says, live your bliss be in your creative flow because it's definitely in, in spiritual terms these are extraordinary times and you know there's a lot there's a lot to be said for um exploring that aspect of yourself um so just to let you know again discerning um the wind whips up discerning consciousness is available on all normal uh, social media platforms so you can find us on facebook uh also recently uh, relaunched twitter so we're on twitter 
Uh, I post most days on Twitter and, uh, of course, on Instagram as well. So I post uh, on all those platforms regularly. So it gives you um, a little insight into me to Ant. Uh, you can uh, get a little bit more insight into my viewpoint on life during these crazy times. Um, also, please do press the follow button, button, button even, on the Podomatic site. That just helps to support us to get more followers, obviously. And also, please do share this episode on all your own platforms to help get the the coronavirus pandemic word word out there you know the more people that we can wake up to this nonsense the better and hopefully we can we can stem the tide anyway thank you once again for for joining uh, me today for today's episode i hope you've enjoyed it and i'll just leave you with these um wise words one once again remember folks if you're not in control of your consciousness then someone else is bye for now Thank you.